Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good spoiler warning. Fuck. Uh, this is your official spoiler warning if you haven't seen Nothing Like the Holidays. Brilliant little Chrissy movie. Mm-hmm. Um Go out if, if you're if you're listening to this during Christmas time and you love a good Chrissy movie, go check out Nothing Like the Holidays. Right. But if you don't want the movie spoiled, yeah. this ain't the podcast for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But ho ho ho, Merry Christmas Amo. Christmas Amo. Yeah. Let's use that in the pod. Okay. Peace. I hate the word. I don't, I don't trust. One leg is gonna fuck it a ticket. Gonna play a little cornstarch on my werewolf hand. Luigi Mario! Ho 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 and welcome to Christmas Armaglamo. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is uh, it's a podcast. Elf Zach. Elf Zach <laughs> Elf Zach. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of a show where two uh, where t- um, two good Christmas friends watch their favourite movies starring one Jesus Christ Guizamo. <laughs> John Leguizamo. I can't. I can't. John Leguizamo. We watch John Leguizamo movies. Uh, I'm your host for today. Oh, I'm one of your hosts for today. Santa Claus. <laughs> good. Who you might recognise from? I want to do a Christmas themed thing. Um, something I've done that's Christmassy. Oh goodness me, goodness me! Uh, from my up and down your chimney on Christmas Eve. I I would never. I don't do that. Give me give me presents. Yeah, who you might know as? Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. I did. I made a Bert and Ernie – I got a Bert and Ernie colouring book one Christmas. Yeah. And um, one of the things was when I was a little kid and it was paper, like a, that really – you know those colouring books when they're made of like like fish and chip paper? Yeah, like 100%. Shitty, yeah. shitty paper. Yeah. And with textures, I coloured it in poorly. And what it was was a Christmas decoration. It had like dotted lines. You cut it out. You punched a hole. And then it was a Christmas decoration. It was this little like Bert or Ernie. Mm-hmm that I coloured in at the age of three and I have refused to let my mother throw it out to this day. Oh, that's cute. And she's now like thrown out all the tacky decorations. She now has like a whole, you know, watched a little too much, um, what's the show? Uh, home, home Better Homes and Joy. Gardens. No, more the Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah. So now her Noni cri- Hazelhurst. Now her Christmas trees like have a little wooden theme. It's all colour coordinated and there's one little fucked 20-year-old piece of fucking paper that I make hang, hang up every year. That's cute. Um, I'm joined um, as always. What a Christmas miracle this yeah. is because I'm joined as always by... The little drummer boy. The little drummer. Yeah, Parappa Pum Pum, the little drummer boy, Mish Witchrup. Uh, who you might know from 
being a little drummer boy from the the famous song. Uh, I drummed all the way to the inn in which that child was born. There's no drummer boy in the Bible, fun fact. Well, no, I think it's just a fun little ditty. It's a song, but then now there's like drummer boys in all the nativities. It's um, a funny little thing. We had to sing hymns and stuff at school, right? And I remember this hymn that we had to sing and it was so catchy but it was so dark. It was like, dance then wherever he may be. I, I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead them sick. all. Wherever you may be and I'll lead them all in a dance, said he. And one of the verses was like um, – he nailed him to the cross and he hung him high and he left him there on the cross to die. Dance then wherever you may be. Very dark. That's very very dark uh, for small Christian, children. Christianity loves a, a vicious, viciously violent image mm. without enough context. I should say, just in case you can hear it. Now, this happens to me a lot in podcasts where someone acknowledges a thing that you cannot hear. We've got pretty directional microphones right now, and Tom is 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 a pretty darn good sound engineer so i reckon you won't be able to hear it but just in case you can hear it oh there's, a, there's some noise going on outside while we are recording we're recording right now during the day um at comedy republic the comedy venue uh run by amongst many others um kyron wheatley mm-hmm. um who took strange offense to me <laughs> calling him a cop <laughs> And you runner, um, Kyron Wheatley from the from the other week. He his comedy venue along with Reese Nicholson and Alex Dyson. We're recording here because mm. Stupid Old Studios is closed. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. Yeah, um, but you what's happening be- outside? So. We're, this particular venue is in the centre of Melbourne CBD. Great venue for which a comedy. Venue, is an, comedy it's, the, it's the best in Melbourne. It's the only in Melbourne. No, it's not, but it should be. <laughs> the only in Melbourne CBD. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so what ends up happening, we're recording on a weekend. Yeah. And often on weekends through the CBD, uh, you might get a little protest. Sometimes. There may be a couple of people protesting. Yeah, may, there might be some people protesting outside. And by some, we mean way too many. And it's a quite noisy. Uh, so you can just take confidence in the fact that it's not more than ten percent of uh, Victoria out there. Yeah, and if and if for whatever reason you're listening and you're like, well, why aren't you two down there protesting with them? No, we don't need to go to that. We one. don't need to go to that. Uh, no. So just if you hear a bit of background noise, consider it. A, try and try and think of it as just Christmas carols lightly playing in the background. Um, I want you to imagine it's not that 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 is not a bohemian. Fuckhead, mm-hmm. all the way down from Byron, smashing on a <laughs> on a on a uh, on a fake Infinity skin drum, drum protesting um, his social responsibility. <laughs> no, that's the little drummer boy, Parappa Bum Bummy. <laughs> that's my cousin. He's the little drummer boy. No, Parappa Bum Bum goes he. <laughs> Um, and if you think you hear the screams of people uh, protesting for a bill that admittedly needed a little bit of needed a little bit of rewriting in order to uh, maintain the democratic checks and balances that we all take um, that we all take uh, sometimes take for granted, but all considered very dear and important here in Australia. Um, and maybe you're hearing some people screaming about uh, killing the bill and. Uh, saying awful, sexist, horrific uh, things about Fiona Patton because she got the bill changed um, but then went with those changes. 
Um, that's not that. That's not what's happening. No, that's not what's happening. That's the three wise men bringing <laughs> gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> um, oh, you might see half a dozen topless men, angry, yelling, waving flags. That's what you think you see. Angry, waving flags, running around, pushing people. No, they're reindeer. It's the reindeer. That's the reindeer. Oh, what's that? What's that? <laughs> what's that? What's that? Someone comparing. Um, someone comparing. Um, the 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 like uh, the potential um, checks and balances issue of a piece of legislation that they haven't read. With the Holocaust? No. <laughs> no. No. That's not that no, is. No, they are not comparing. That's a jaunty Will They're not Farrell comparing film. an unfinished. They're not comparing an unfinished bill with the one of the one of the worst human atrocities of all time. No, no, no. That's that's a family gathering around to watch Elf. Elf around to watch Elf. Elf yeah. starring Will Farrell. So just yeah, if you hear some noise, that's what it is. Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. And a bottle of rum. And a bottle of rum. Um, we are recording this a little earlier than Christmas. Um, because and you can tell that because you're listening to this right as you're listening to this. Democracy as we know it has been completely dismantled. <laughs> but right now we're just joking about a little protest outside. Uh, do you like Christmas? Do I like Zach. Christmas, Mishwitrup? Um, I love Christmas. I love a Christmas. I love Christmas. This is going to be my first Christmas home for a while, you know, coming up because we've been sort of lockdowns, the middle one. Did you one. not get out last year? No, I did. I did. I did, but I, I – I, you know, I, we kind of, uh, I've completely just lied. It's going to be my first time home for a while and what a joy that it's Christmas. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I love Christmas. Um, my sister ask. had a bunch of kids. <laughs> Sorry? I didn't ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you like Christmas, bitch? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I love Christmas. My sister had a bunch of kids in the last two years. Great. Too many kids for two. She had three children in two years. That's fucked, eh? Two, three and two. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, three kids, two My years. My grandma had ten and ten. That's fucked. Your poor grandmother's titties. Okay, f- yep. All no, right. but for real, like if she breastfed all of those she children. Yeah, she her tits yeah. would have been so sore. Okay. All right, I don't want to. You don't have that bleeding nipples. Your, your grandmother's bleeding nipples. I don't want to think about my grandmother's breasts. <laughs> breasts. Um, um, no, uh, so my sister went and had a fuck ton of kids and kids always make Christmas a bit more fun. And I'm do. very fond of these kids. So um, I'll be uh, hanging out with them, buying them lots of little presents and yum yum. Um, and it's just nice. I do. I love a Christmas. I make a vegan moment for the family usually. I make a salad and some sort of vegan main. Last year I made a mushroom pie that was delicious. This is yum. also my first Christmas with my dog whom I'm obsessed with. So Good for you. Yeah, I'm very excited for Christmas. I think we all deserve to have a lovely – well, when I say we all, you and me do. I'm not too sure about the people outside. Ah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, But, no, uh, I'm very, very excited to have have just a delightful little bloody Christmas with fam. Miss, you ever made a nut loaf? The vegan nut loafs? Yeah. I have actually eaten some nut loaf. I've never made one, but I've eaten one. 
I, I've always wanted to make a nut loaf because I reckon you can make a good nut loaf. Me specifically or someone? One. I reckon I could make a good nut loaf. I reckon One you could, could make, make a good, a good nut Because I've, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, they're not very good. But I reckon that's because, um, well, I think with vegans, uh, because it's a smaller section of society and because they have to cook for themselves – Here's a theory. Because it's a smaller section of society and because they have to cook for themselves, you have to eat. One eats the, the bad – There's. it's more likely that a bad vegan cook is going to cook something for an event mm. than a bad meat-eating cook because the good meat-eating cook will cook for that event mm. but the roll of the dice that the vegan at that event is a good cook mm. is less likely. So does that make sense? Yes. So I've heard from a lot of people, oh, nut loaf's no good. And it's like, well, that's probably because someone who can only do dal mm. has then gone, I'm going to mush up some nuts, yeah, make it into a loaf. Well, see, I, I – But I think a nut loaf would be great. I like a veggie-based thing. So like as much as I do enjoy a fake meat mm. and I do enjoy a nut – I prefer a veggie basing. So last year I made this really hearty, delicious mushroom pie. Mm. And what was really annoying is that like all I'm the only vegan in my family, right? Mm-hmm. And my partner for a very small amount of time liked to pretend that he would be vegan around me and Bless. only eat meat. That's changed. A lot has changed between us in the last 18 months. Oh, I could have um, told you but that. But my mum makes – sorry? <laughs> oh, I could have told no, you that. No, you did. Everyone was like – everyone sees like – I remember him very clearly. Oh, my God. When my partner – was trying to woo me over mm. and like mm. we had just started dating and um he was like trying to you know you try and impress yeah, you impress crack. people I I somehow convinced him that I'm emotionally stable so there you go That's the deal yeah um uh he was like you know I he eats meat he was like um whenever I'm with you I'm just not gonna eat meat mm. I'll eat an egg from time to time but no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that to you I was like, I don't care. Like, eat meat. Literally, like, ninety nine percent of the people in my life eat meat. Like, mm-hmm. you can eat meat in front of me; it's fine. And he was like, No, no, I would, I would never, I wouldn't dare. I'll and I remember him. him telling my family that. Like, he's like, No, no, I don't, uh, don't eat meat in front of in front of Mish. Oh, and they were all like, Oh, that's okay, fair enough. And then Christmas last year, my mum made her ham because my sister's favourite roast is a ham. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Ham, the most offensive of the meats to a vegan. Oh, I don't like the baby ones. But no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not talking about ethically. Yeah. Ethically, yeah, the baby ones are the worst. But ham's just got a real meatiness to it. It's so meaty. <laughs> Anything, pigs are meaty animals. Anyway, um, and he was like, I think it would be rude of me to not eat just a little bit. I was like, go ahead. And that was the beginning of the end for, yeah, for that. But anyway, uh, mum makes up a big old ham and my sister often makes a variety of salads which somehow have meat in them too. And um, I, I make a salad and I make a mushroom pie. My point is there was so much meat last year but my pie polished off. Great. Yeah, that's the thing. They loved it? it. They loved it. A Those good, meaty cunts loved it. A good vegetarian dish often trumps a meat dish because you have to think about it. You have to engage. You can't just like chuck it on. Um, I made a I made a sauce, I made sausage rolls the other day mm. for Michelle. My other vegan friend mm-hmm. called Michelle, and she told me about this. And I, there was a part of me that was just like, "Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, really? Well, you, you come for a picnic? I'll make." Did she tell you that they, they were good? She said they were great. Yeah, they were fucking. Good. Yeah, she said they were fucking great. <laughs> and it was like a bit of a I can't remember the I've got, <clears throat> I got to make sure it was like a combination of two recipes, but it was like a bit of a 
like nut, like chopped up nut or blitzed nut, soaked and mushroom and Delicious. lots of other flavour. Did flavor. you put Dijon mustard in that? Yeah, a little bit of that. That's phenomenal. And that, I think a chunkier version of that is kind of around the realm of what my nut loaf would be. Yum. Like a mushroomy pate. I'd love to eat your nut loaf. Thanks, mate. A mushroomy, <laughs> I know you're going down a path there of innuendo. No, I wasn't. I was saying comedy. I'd like to eat your nut loaf. It's funny to say I'm, I'd like to eat your nut loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't at all. I was literally saying I'd like to eat your nut well, loaf. I've never made it. It doesn't exist. There's no recipe for it, but I think it could be good. I think you take those sort of flavours and you put it in the, the traditional nut loaf, like a, a chunkier sort of pate kind of flavour profile, mm. stuffing, somewhere between stuffing and pate, I think you got yourself a delicious meat alternative for Christmas. Fuck yeah, delicious. That's I'm looking forward to that. Well, you know, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll make it for you. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, do you have Chrissy traditions in your family? Um, well, we always gather around and watch uh, 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 Leg Rama. Yeah. So whether that be uh, Mario Bros, whether that be um, – hey, do you know what we should do? What? Just as an aside, we should we should reappraise – we should go back and like if certain films didn't get a Leg Rama, like we should give honorary Leg Ramas. Why? Because I feel like I want to start referring to the greats as Leguizamaramas. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to refer to certain films as Leguizamaramas because what is it currently? It's like The Take, Captain Vegetable, mm. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, uh, Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. That's a great list. Land of the Dead was so good. Fuck. I Like it literally like changed my fucking yeah, life. Yeah, it changed my fucking life. <laughs> like I watch, I've gone back to like genre like like uh, like that. That's mm. what I watch as a as a rule now and I wasn't for a long time. Beautiful. Um, but do you know like like but then I don't think Mario Bros is a Leguizamarama because it wasn't five – I gave it four and a half. Which is fair because, you know, it hurt his career. I don't mm. think I gave it five either. You did. I think you did. Did I? Okay. Uh, tu Wong Fu, also not a Leguizamo Rama. Because you didn't. I, I gave it didn't. five. And did Reese? Reese gave it four and a half. I think I gave it five as well, didn't I? Because I was f- fishing for a Leguizamo Rama. <laughs> I don't even remember. who. What was our first Leguizamo Rama? Captain Vegetable was a Leguizamo Rama for you. I gave that four. Did you? You gave it five. Oh, so it wasn't a Leguizamo Rama. No. What, what, then I gave the repra- the 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 that weird director's edit thing of Super Mario Brothers. I gave that five, and you gave that like three. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because we anyway, were, whatever. Anyway, my point is: a, we should get a list of all the Leguizamaramas, and b, we should give a few honorary Leguizamaramas. So then we can have a, a list that we refer to as you know yeah. the Leguizamaramas, mm. and then like we could do a limited edition VHS. <laughs> Like look into the rights. Yeah, all right. It's the Leguizamo Rama VHS collection. Seven of the greatest John Leguizamo That's films. That's so funny. We should do a documentary on Leguizamo Rama <laughs> <laughs> about how we got to the idea and how we got here. And like, we yeah. can bring him into this room. We can do little one-on-one interviews. Talk to the family about how they feel about what we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking money in 2022. <laughs> You're thinking money. Thinking I have money. no idea. I can see how that would cost money. Hashtag Leguizamarama the documentary. Mish, I can see how that would cost money. Not if people not if people I have donate. no idea how it would make okay. money. Okay. Does anyone out there want to fund it? 
If you want to fund it, we'll make it. <laughs> Do you know how much that would cost? Hey, hey, there are there, there's people out there is a lot of money out there in the world, and okay. I think some of it could go into our a Leguizamarama documentary. Okay, that's great. That I'm so happy for you. That you think a Leguizamarama documentary is the way out yeah. of the hole that we're digging? I think that that's the way we fix it. Um, that's the most gambling addict thing I've ever heard. Maybe I've just got. We got to dig deeper, man. Zach, maybe we've got some Christmas wishes. We've got maybe some this Christmas is just wishes. a Christmas wish. When you said I want to do a Leguizamarama documentary, my first thought was that's a bad idea. When you said, <laughs> when you said. And I want to do it because I want to monetize this concept. I thought that's an even worse idea. <laughs> you know, when you, when I thought it was a passion project, I was like, that's bad. When you were like, because I think it'll make money, the documentary about the podcast about the character actor. <laughs> and that is one of the funniest things I have ever heard in my life. What? I think we should do it. <laughs> No, I just, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, me neither, dude. Like if someone would have fund that, I'd just take the money. Well, if someone funded it, yeah. like if someone legitimately sent us a DM and legitimately was like. I'm going to give you $1.2 million to make this. Yeah, I'm going to give you like, like, yeah, like give me the budget. And That's I, a lot. It doesn't need to be that much. Blair Witch Project was only made for 35 k Yeah, but I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing sweat equity on the Leguizamarama doco. What if we did like a Blair Witch Project-esque doco? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving that project sweat equity, Mish. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Look, I'll, 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 I'll cut my rate, but I'm not doing it for sweat equity. Egg on, egg on your face when this doco takes off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Egg on my face, I'm doing it for a cut. So if yeah. <laughs> This is true. You know, I, I'll, I'll consider... I'll consider um, I'll consider actors' equity rates with a cut of mm. profit. No, I'm fucking. With it. I, I, I'm not worth that much. Um, Mish, Should we talk about the movie? We can talk about the movie. It's time. Did you have any Christmas traditions you wanted to talk about? I was um, just going to riff and say we all gather around and watch fucking Chef. We so in uh, with my with my Danish chef. family. So I haven't spent uh, Christmas. So a lot of my family lives in Sydney. In fact, like the vast majority. Um, Ew. Sorry. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Um, <laughs> But like, like I'm talking like my extended family, my mum and my sister, they both live in Melbourne, lovely. Um, but my extended family, they live in Sydney and they're Danish. That's the Danish side of the family. So we uh, eat, this is before I was vegan obviously, we eat herring on black bread Ugh. and do a big old shot of sh- peach schnapps. Oh, wow, that's cute. Little. What's the vegan version of herring on brown bread? Pickles on brown bread. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So More they started doing that for me. me. Yeah. No, herrings is like one of those. It's actually one of the things I missed when I went vegan. So when I first went vegan, people were like, what is it that you missed? The answers are parmesan. Yeah. Because parmesan does make pasta better. Yeah. And vegan parmesan is good. But vegan parmesan tastes like uh, milky, tastes like dairy parmesan, the one that you leave on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So you know what I mean? Like it's got, it tastes like parmesan, but not the good stuff. Yeah. But um, I can get vegan parmesan, yum, yum. Uh, Another one was smoked salmon. Because there is no good vegan alternative for smoked salmon. Yep, I agree with uh, that. And oh, I'm sure there would be. Then the other one was herring, pickled yeah. herring, because it's a family thing. Yeah. Uh, we had pickled herring on black bread with a shot of peach schnapps. I reckon, Mish, uh, I'm going to – that's a great point about the herring and your family and all that wonderful stuff. But I reckon you could do a good smoked salmon. No, it's not the same. 
It's not has, the same. Has, no, I'm not saying that I've is. tried. I've tried some. I've tried vegan smoked salmon before. It's not the same. No, I, I need to say unequivocally there. I'm not saying that there is vegan smoked salmon. Mm. I'm saying that you could do a good because it's a it's text it's a texture and a and a smokiness. Ah, oh, but then the fishiness. Mm. I don't like smoked salmon. Oh, I, used to, I used to love smoked salmon. Smoked salmon for me, what it evokes is like a little strip of smoked salmon on top of like a potato salad on an aeroplane meal. Like mm. cold smoked salmon on an aeroplane salad is like I used to get something that happens of, often I think on like Eddie Had. I used to get a spear Ugh. of celery, a piece of Ugh. laughing cow cheese. No. And I'd smear the laughing cow Ugh. cheese on the piece of celery and then I'd get smoked salmon and I'd stuff it in the crevice. I think <laughs> that I would like it's impressive that you're a vegan because it sounds like you like the funky, the funky non-vegan products. That's the stuff you liked before you went vegan. And the funky stuff is the hardest to replicate. Yes. Yeah, chicken nugs, there are absolutely 100%, 100% as good, if not better, chicken nugs, right? But funky stuff, it's the funk. It's yeah, hard to get it's the hard funk to right. the funk. You know, there's only so much fucking volcano salt and egg salt. Yeah. It's all volcano. They all – sulfur. They love mm-hmm. volcano. I – I think you could do a good vegan salmon though. <laughs> Maybe. I'll tell you what you'd do. You'd do nuts. You'd do you mushrooms. You'd up to a half pace. <laughs> up to a half pace. No, I'm trying to think of what you would do, how you would do that. Um, you can do it with carrot. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, but I can see that that wouldn't be good. It's not good. Um, this is one thing I would say. <laughs> one thing I want to say about vegan parmesan mish and then we'll get on with this. Go. Stupid movie. No, actually, I love this movie. Um is I think that the better replica or the better replacement for parmesan is breadcrumbs. Fried okay. breadcrumbs. I love fried breadcrumbs. I think that like it's parmesan is one of those things where it's like you gotta accept it's gone. You yeah. Can, you know, I think what you're saying and it's like, but what you can do is you can put fry, fried flavoured breadcrumbs on all mm. your pasta. That's what I do whenever I do vegan le- uh, lasagna is I put like breadcrumbs on top. Is it so yummy? Well, it gives that crunchy cheese because all the fake cheese doesn't go crunchy the way that mm. it could. So I'll do all the fake cheese, I'll do all of that and then I'll put breadcrumbs on it. And like, like panko. You haven't cooked for me in so long. I have, no, I haven't. I haven't. And I really enjoy cooking vegan food. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what I enjoy? Christmas. Do you Christmas know what I love time. about Christmas? Christmas movies. That's true. This isn't just a cool segue. Um, and I think it's time we talk about... Nothing, nothing like the holidays. The documentary. <sighs> nothing like the holidays. Nothing like the oh, holidays, you big goose. Go for it, Mish. All right. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if the vibe's a little off. There are people protesting outside <laughs> for, for reasons that are a little dubious. And I'm trying not to be political. And I'm trying my best to be like, but we're in the Christmas spirit and it's mid-November. <laughs> it's mid-November. You've seen us on a bad day. And when we get going, we get going. But we are keeping it positive yeah. because this world is too divided. And we want to be on the nice list. We, want to, we don't want to be contributing to that division, but it's hard right now. <laughs> All right, me. Okay. Go. Nothing Like the Holidays. Nothing Like the Holidays is a 2008 drama slash Christmas. Christ- 
Christmas. You fucking idiot. Okay, I'm, I'm going to start again. I'm going to start again. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here I we just, go. I just yelled really loud. I'm sorry, Tom. Mish, I'm bringing that energy back up and I'm coming positive. I'm feeling good. Let's and go. And I don't it. have a list. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Nothing Like the Holidays is a 2008 drama slash Christmas film directed by Alfredo de Villa. It follows all the members of the Rodriguez family as they gather together at Alfred Molina's house in Chicago to celebrate Christmas. This year, however, the Christmas period is laced with many dramas, potential divorce, workaholics, a struggling actress that wants a gig real bad, the son's mate who wants to literally murder someone down the street Mm. and some really cute dancing at a fun bar. It's a really cute Christmas film, but, like, it tackles some super dark shit that would be hard for a kid to process, I reckon. Much like many fun-filled family classics, everyone, everything works out in the end. The divorce doesn't happen. The workaholics realise the importance of family. The woman who didn't want a baby is convinced by all the male members of the family that she should have one anyway. And the guy didn't murder the other guy. It's a Christmas miracle. John Leguizamo plays Mauricio, Deborah Messing's husband and Alfred Molina's son. He wears glasses and works super hard and struggles to accept his parents' pending divorce, which doesn't end up happening. So he's happy in the end. Great. Great. The mother is also a great deal, puts great, a great deal of pressure on Deborah Messing to, to have yes, a child. Yes, I just thought it was funny what I said. It was a, fun, it was a funny thing. Yes. I just wanted to the say whole the family mother, does. The whole family the puts a lot of pressure on Deborah Messing to just have wanna, a baby. I just want to come into, there was a great joke, but I just want to add, add some intersectionality to that concept. <laughs> Some um, Christmas intersectionality. Some Christmas intersectionality to that witty <laughs> joke you made. Uh, didn't want to get too. Um, anyway. Um, Lovely little Christmas film. I fucking really enjoyed this so film. So did I. I we, we talk about the fact how we have lists of, um, you know, we will never really give it away unless we say, but like we were like, oh, it's probably going to be like a bad one, probably mm. a good one. You know, we have the film sorted that way and this was in the probably bad. Mm. Not because I'm racist. I was excited to see all these wonderful actors. Um, it was in the probably bad because it looked like a goofy. It looked like something Vince Vaughn would be in if it wasn't about a yes. Latino. Yes, and do you family. know why I, I think we put it in the probably bad? Is because it's a Christmas film. Yeah, and Christmas films that are not well known are often bad. A, a, bad, so bad they're good, but like there's no, no not like, even that. Real. Usually they're like they're like they're bad, bad. Usually they're, they're – I thought it was a comedy from the marketing material and I thought it was this – and I'll say it again. I thought it was the sort of movie that Vince Vaughn would have been if it was made in 2004 yeah. and not about a Latino family. Yes. So I just assumed because it was a Christmas movie that we'd never heard of before that it was probably bad, much yeah. like most Christmas films. But, no, I really enjoyed it. I I do love a Christmas film. My mm-hmm. favourite 100% no, no arguments is A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Great. That to me is the best Christmas movie ever. Michael Caine in that. Fuck me up. 
Fuck me, daddy. He's beautiful. Merry yeah, Christmas. No, that's good. I think that's, I'm trying to think if there's a better one. Um, and I know what you're thinking. There's a listener, there's at least a couple of listeners being like, oh, Die Hard actually is a <laughs> Christmas <laughs> film. It's like, yeah, great. Get, good hot take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. To you people out there that, as we were saying that, if one of you went, they're not going to say Die Hard, but they should because that's actually a Christmas film. We're talking directly to you right now. Fuck you. We know it's a Christmas <laughs> we film. We know it. And you know what? The Muppets Christmas Carol beats it. Yeah, we're fam. We're it beats it. We're mate. we're familiar with Die Hard. We know what it is. I agree, and yeah. it's in the it's top a, five. It's a Christmas film. Is it the best? No, no, no. It's not. Because I'll tell you what's better than Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol is phenomenal. Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, here's a fun fact. We keep teasing. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares, but we keep teasing that we'll do an episode of our 10 favourite films, which I actually really want to do with you. Yeah. Because I'd like to know your list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got nothing to do with John Leguizamo, so that's why I'm reticent. <laughs> Sorry, that's why you're what? Said, it's got nothing to do with John Leguizamo, so that's why I'm reticent. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you said, and that's why I'm flaccid. And I was like, okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Like imagine if that was like that's my king. I thought you said this has nothing to do with Yeah, I'm John glad Lucas you Lama, sought so clarification. I said reticent, okay, not flaccid. Thank you. Um uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol would be in my top ten all time favourite movies. Jesus. But it is not because a different Muppets movie is in my top ten. Treasure Island? Yes. Of course, Tim Curry. <sighs> You love a Tim Curry. No, I love that movie. That movie is perfect. There is nothing I wrong. I love the I love a Muppet's Treasure Island. Is a perfect film. It's also a really great way to do a comedy. Just take the plot of something else and then just do funny yeah. in it. Like it's so easy. It's so lovely. Yeah, I, I love it. I really liked the the I liked the the new Muppets, the first of the new Muppets as well. The one with Jason Siegel. Mm. Yeah, I, I like really him. enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, that one was good. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? That song. Am yeah. I a man? Very good. The Muppets. I've, I've already. I've definitely spoken about this before. The Muppets was the first thing I ever found funny, like properly yeah. funny. That was the first television I ever watched when I was like three or four years old, and I was like, "That's funny, though." They're also, I think, the biggest um, casualty of the Disney buying everything. Hmm, yeah. Because, because I think um, in a you know in a in a. Monopoly, where you own Mickey Mouse, you're not going to lean on the Muppets. Mm. You're not going to use the Muppets. Whereas if someone was in competition with Disney, they might go, "We got to really fucking make yeah. a good Muppets thing." Yeah, like Disney doesn't need a good Muppets movie, but if it was owned by someone else, they would be like, mm. "If we want to compete with Disney, we got to really fucking make a good Muppets." Yeah, movie. for sure. And that's where I think the Muppets is going to really struggle. As long as but they have their movie. legacy. They have this incredible legacy. The Muppets. Do you know in the early nineties? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in the early 90s, just because of the way culture is, it's hard to believe now, where The Muppets was more famous than Disney. The Muppets was a bigger property than anything Isn't in, that crazy? in Disney, right? And That wouldn't have been the early 90s though, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1992, this is why I'm saying this, in 1992 they were going to, they were going to do an event where The Muppets took over Disneyland for a whole year Disneyland was going to be rethemed to the Muppets. They were signing the deal with Jim Henson and all of Disneyland was going to be rethemed. Things were going to, like the castle was going to be done a different colour, like they were going to change the signs. Disneyland was going to be Muppets themed for a year. That's how big the Muppets were. Oh, my God. 
How good of a story is that? Didn't happen because because um, he died. Like, yeah, he did Hansen die. Died. Yeah, passed away. I want a Muppets tattoo. I just realised then. That's great. I'd get a Muppets tattoo. Do you remember when they fired? Um, I would totally get a Muppets tattoo. Do you remember when they fired the guy that does, did the voice for Kermit the Frog? That was Jim Henson. No, he passed away, and then someone else did. Oh, the okay, voice, yeah, right. So someone else did the voice from Jim Henson till about four or five years ago. Yeah, and then they fired him, and then he did this like public statement where he was like, "They fired me because it's because of business and money and da 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 da." And then uh, Brian Henson, who runs the company and is still a big consultant on the Muppets, mm. did a statement where he's like, "I didn't want to do this statement, but he said it first. He was a really miserable sookie man. <laughs> we hated what he was doing with Kermit. He made him a real doubter. It had nothing to do with money. We had to let him go. That's so funny. It was just a real moment of like be 100% sure that of why they fired this, you yeah. before you like <laughs> make yeah. it public. <laughs> Fuck it It hell. was really funny. It was just like, he was a sookie bitch. Um I liked this movie a lot. I mm. liked it because it was more of a drama than a comedy. I was expecting yeah. a comedy and and I really thought it was lovely. I also really loved that it dealt with some heavy themes, I think. Heavy, heavy. I think it was like, I don't know, I think sometimes we're afraid. Like an, um, in a few months yeah. we're going to be talking about Meadowland. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Yeah. I promised myself I would just ignore the... <laughs> But um, but there's movies like Joe the King, for mm-hmm. example, is a good example. It goes to heavy themes and the thinking is if you go to a heavy theme, you have to make it heavy. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to talk about something heavy, the film has to be heavy. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a really beautiful movie because it explored heavy themes in a light, mm. accessible way. Yeah, what, it, I, what I think, because I expected like a light, fluffy Christmas movie because, again, watch the trailer, the trailer – light and fluffy like this time like you know it's like it it's like the holiday season yeah yeah ding, 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 ding. like and like jingle that was good <laughs> but like you know little jingle bells and like people walking down the street carrying christmas the front of the dvd like has like presents. a lopsided christmas tree yeah. and they're like what have i done and there's, that scene is not in the movie that doesn't not at exist all. um but no, I thought I thought the chemistry between the members of the family was really really good. I liked it, it. It did. It evoked a real family feel, which I think is important during Christmas time. I also think, you know, whenever Sesame Street has like hard hitting characters, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about the fucking Jim Henson properties. Yeah, so wow, Jesus Christ! But you know when Sesame Street like does like remember when they one of the there was a there was a Muppet who had AIDS. Do you remember this? No. So there was this big news thing that was like there was a Muppet who was HIV positive, I think is the way to say it. They, were H- they had HIV and everyone was like, why would they do that? That's so heavy, da, 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 da. And it was like this is only – this episode is only going to be released in Africa because this is something that happens a lot. A lot of children have friends that have HIV and it is important to destigmatize this in that pla- in, in, in Africa. Oh, yeah, okay. Um. And they do that often. They'll like have like situations. And I think this is something where I go, there would be people that have those lived experiences, someone coming home from war. That happens all the time in America. Like if you're working class, you would have family members that are coming back from war. You would have people that have maybe been to prison. You would have like, you know, violence in the family. You'd have all these sorts of complex things and if the only Christmas, happy Christmas movies you're watching are like 
starting from a place. Like it's like I think people – I think for escapism to really, really work, you want it to reflect your own life a little bit. And I think Mm -hmm. this is really nice that this would be that for people that have lives that are a little more – a little more complex or a little bit more tough than than like yours or mine. Yeah. I thought that was really beautiful. That was really beautifully said, Zach. Thank you so much. Um, Alfred Molina, I didn't realise, was old enough to play, play John, John Leguizamo's, Leguizamo's dad. dad. And that... he kind of wasn't. But but worse than that, mm-hmm. I, I go. Yeah, I know what you're about to say. Worse than that, uh, John Leguizamo has fucked his mother in <laughs> previous movies. The woman who played his mother was in uh, Sueno. And uh, they had like an odd little romantic relationship in that movie. But, I mean, Sally Fields has played Tom Hanks's mum and Tom Hanks's lover in different movies. Sean Connery has not played his lover but was only eight years older than Harrison Ford when he played his father in Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford married Glister Flockhart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? This is what, this is what it was crazy because I was like, I remember when I watched Sweno, I was like, is she a little old? For for Johnny Legs and then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, not really. Like, mm. not really. He just looks younger than you'd think, mm. right? And then watching this, I'm like, well, now I'm thinking, is she mm. too young to play his mother? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Alfred Molina is not old enough to be Johnny Legs' dad, I don't think. He is. Alfred Molina is older than you think. I looked up both. He's close enough, right? Oh. But she's only like eight years older than him. Oh, okay. So like they've aged her up and maybe John, like I think he's playing like a 35-year-old in it and he's like 43. And I'm like, does is this unbelievable from an outside eye? Is this because I know how old John Leguizamo yeah. is because I've watched everything he's in? Or is he pushing a little bit too old? Yeah, maybe. Him and Deborah Messing as the child of of, of – yeah. But, yeah, I was really surprised. Alfred Molina's older than you'd think. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, there you go. I, I, I have the biggest thing for Alfred Molina. I think he's so good. I think Alfred Molina is so good. What's your favourite Alfred Molina film? Go. A film or role? role performance. Do you know what? I think his performance in, and it's not a big one, mm-hmm. but his performance in uh, in oh, fuck, the Carrie Mulligan um, film. There's oh, um, not. I was about to say Pretty Little Liars. That's not what it is. Um, it's. I know exactly which one you're oh, talking uh, about. Carrie Mulligan. Um, Carrie Mulligan. Bo Female. Burnham. Crazy. Crazy. Something. Um, Whatever. My answer's Frida. Oh, he's so good in Frida. Oh, yeah. I need. To, I've been meaning As to Diego, rewatch Diego um, Rivera. I've been meaning to rewatch Frida for the last decade. You have broken my heart, Frida. <laughs> Oh, Frida's oh. such a good film. Frida, spoiler alert for Frida, the scene where. Spoiler he, alert, go watch Frida. He if you finds out seen it. that Salma Hayek did a kissy with Jeffrey Rush and he's been cheating on Frida the whole movie. And when he finds out, he turns to Frida and he just looks so hurt and mad and he just goes, You've broken my heart, Frida. It's like, you pig, but also you're so fabulous. It wasn't he. Oh. Wasn't isn't he great? He's oh. one of the best. He, he's he's so good. He's so promising good. promising young woman. Promising young woman, which is a great film. Oh, excellent! Best excellent film movie. of that year, and he was so good in it. His his scene is just like it. It's that scene is like the key for that movie. That whole mm-hmm. movie, yep. and it's the writing, but that whole movie clicks and works because of that scene. Mm, absolutely. 
like if without that scene, that movie wouldn't have worked as well. God, have I you ever Alfred seen Molina. Not Without My Daughter? Mm. Movie with a lot of issues in it, but he's fucking fabulous in that. Sally Field is also in that. No, I've never seen it, no. Um, anyway, Merry this, Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Merry Christmas. This movie I loved as well because of all the, act, all the actors getting to do stuff they don't normally get to do. Melina mm. rarely plays something so chill. Yes, it's true. This is true. Johnny Legs rarely plays something so, so uptight. Uptight. Yeah. You know, it's, I think. Him and Deborah Messing, that was an interesting little pair. Yeah. I thought it worked. They, they had little funny moments. Deborah Messing, I think, is very funny. Yeah. That little funny moments. It's just I would never have thought to to put them together. But that's also the point of that kind of, like, there's a lot of. Um, it, 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 yeah, that was a great little story. Yeah, so like, she's, is this um, right? They're this big Latino family and she's Jewish and um, they've gotten married. And obviously there's a lot of love between the two of them. But that, that not, not tension, but that want for the family and her to kind of find common ground and communicate and. You know, accept each other and stuff like that. It was it was done quite well, really. Like. For for a Christmas movie, I thought their relationship was it, like even like we were talking about all the other things. It was complex in a way relationships are. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah, normally a relationship like that in a movie, it's like you got to leave them. You know, it's like usually in a movie that's like the the but it was like. It sort of had this tone of like, no, all relationships are this hard and they all take work. But really like surprisingly beautiful, thoughtful, considered movie, a, like a really beautiful treat, like characters that often are always, a lot of these characters are probably, a lot of these actors are often up against each other for their Two scenes in the first act, one scene in the third act. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like I reckon Melina and Legs are up against each other a lot of the time. Oh, I'm sure. So a joy to be able to see them up acting with each other and like getting to just play lots of different. I loved this film. I thought yeah, it was beautiful. It was absolutely lovely. It put me in the Christmas spirit. I yeah, Christmas spirit. A real treat. I've had uh, a good run of treats the last few months. We have, haven't we? Yeah, had a good run. How about your leg with Starmos or your Starmos? When did we decide they were Starmos? In the future, yeah, in I the think. Future. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we're recording these out of order. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's a little – this is an Easter egg. Call me Taylor Swift. This is an Easter egg. Starmos happens in a few months. <laughs> anyway, uh, how many like with Starmos are you giving this Christmas film? I feel like I need to – no, no, that's good. We recorded out of how order. Many, how many leg with Starmos on top of the Christmas tree? Oh, uh, yeah, think? yeah. Wait, how, many, how many Christmas trees atop – Ah, uh, God. Could it be? Oh, this is hard. This is a big responsibility. Like, do I want to give this? Because I, right now, here's what I'm tossing up between, Mish. Go on. Tossing up between a four and a half and a five. That's exactly where I'm at too. You know, because I think that um, why wouldn't I give it a five? That's the only question. Uh, I'm going to look. Do you want me to go first? Because that might help you. Okay. And then it's on you as well if it's because I know how much our listeners love a Leguizamo Rama. I'm going to give it five. Okay. Well, now I feel more pressure. Yeah. That's right. But I shouldn't. I shouldn't, should I? But a Leguizamo Rama is not my responsibility. Uh, no, absolutely. It's All not my responsibility is this Leguizamo. Am I giving it a five? Yeah. Has no influence over you. Yeah. I am giving it a five because I think it was, it is absolutely if this movie 
had been this exact same movie without Leguizamo, I would have been upset that he wasn't in it mm-hmm. because he should be. It mm. has major Leguizamo vibes. He does drama and comedy, which I know he loves to do. Mm. He plays a different role that we haven't really seen that much. It is Dad Guizamo era, um, era, but he ain't a dad. Like mm. he ain't a dad. He's just a working man who's married to Deborah Messing. Um, I thought it just had a really, really lovely vibe to it. And I give it a, that extra little half. Because I was so pleasantly surprised by this film. Yes. I mean, if I was if I was giving this film star rating, I'd probably give it a three and a half. Yes. That would be as a... a I don't overall. believe in star rating, so no. that's fine. Yeah. But in terms of the Leguistamos, I give it five because I was just so pleasantly surprised by the Leguistamo-iness. Mish, um, here's what I think, right? Here's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Uh, I need to let go of whether it's a Leguistamo-rama or not. That's the question in my mind. The fact of the matter is, if this was a movie starring fucking Vince Vaughn and mm. uh, Reese Witherspoon before in that weird middle ground where we didn't realise how good she was, John Leguizamo would have played the part that, I don't know, he wouldn't have played th- this part. You know what I mean? This part would have been played by like a like a Wilson brother. Or He'd have played a, by the cousins or something. He would have played, I reckon he would have played, I'm trying to think of who he would have played. I reckon he would have played Louis Guzman's part unless Louis Guzman got it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He would have played like somehow there's a link. He would have been, would have been a married in uncle and he would have been a bit of, bit of a goof. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it would have been fine and he would have been funny but it would have been like, ugh. And I always give movies bad Leguistamos because like, oh, I wish he'd been in that part or I wish he'd been in this part. Well, guess what? He is in that part and Louis Guzman's in it and Alfred Molina's in it. This movie has to be a five. It has to be. It's a a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) (laughs) It's our Christmas present to all of you. It's a Leguizamo. rama uh, thank you, Zach. Leguizamo, rapa-pum-pum, rapa-pum-pum. <laughs> That's too um, many. I would like to wish John Leguizamo a Merry Christmas, Zach. Oh, a great, a great segue, Mish. Thanks. Um, uh, John, if you're listening, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Um, you've brought us so much joy and so much Christmas spirit all year round, not just December 25th. Uh, we love you, John. Merry Christmas. Um, and, and I would like to say here um, to John Leguizamo, character actor John Leguizamo. No, not character actor. Actor. John actor Le- of our hearts. Actor John Leguizamo. John, Christmas is but once a year, but the gift of, of Day of the Dead is in my heart forever. John Leguizamo you are the greatest actor that ever there was and it and f- fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, John? John. This is this is our gift to you. Our gift you to should you. have been the Lincoln lawyer, John. John, you should have been the uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> that should have been you, John. John, you should have been eating bison li- liver in the Revenant, John. John. We love you. We love you, John. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry John Miss. <laughs> Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.